for me, being happy with the most important thing is my greatest happiness. So you can find every treasures in uh, Portugal. Sunsets, beach walks, beautiful beaches, warm weather, long sun-like days, amazing food and especially wines. Um, I can really exercise all of my passions in Portugal. Go for a run early in the morning and throughout the entire year. Um, and have an amazing uh, dinner by the beach after work and go on hikes during the weekend. So I can really find a lot of positive energy in Portugal, in the landscape in, and in people. Olá e bem-vindo! Welcome to The Simple Life, an insider's perspective into Portugal. We already know about Portugal's amazing weather, food and people. In this podcast we go deeper and meet the real people who make this country so wonderful. Dylan, who has made his life in Portugal, shares an insider's perspective into what makes Portugal the unique, beautiful and amazing country that it is. Join him and his guests every week as they shed some light on the incredible people, culture, history and lifestyle that makes Portugal so appealing. A country where everyone feels like they belong. This podcast is sponsored by Portugal Realty. Welcome to The Simple Life. On this week's episode, I'm joined by Dorian Zalewski. Dorian is born and raised in France. She's also a former French national athlete. She's passionate about wine, and after living and traveling all over the world, spending time in the US as well, Dorian has been calling Portugal her happy home for the last three years. We discuss, amongst other things, what Dorian loves about living in Portugal, the weather, the food, nature, the people and the wine of course i tried to settle the question is portuguese wine better than french wine and dorian shares why the best thing that she loves about living in portugal is that she can live wild and free for those of you listening head over to our youtube channel to watch some of this episode and now over to my conversation with dorian Welcome back or welcome to another episode of Portugal The Simple Life and I'm delighted to be joined here by Dorian Zalewski. Dorian or Dori, how are you and thank you for being on the, the podcast. Thank you Dylan for having me on your podcast. I'm really excited uh, to be here and share my stories and I love your podcast title by the way, The Simple Life uh, has my favorite quote is actually all good things are wild and free and which is really related to the to the simple life. All right. Yeah, I like that quote as well. Uh, really <laughs> good. Really good. Um, Dory, why don't you start off telling us a little bit about you? Uh, of course. So my name is uh, Dorian, um, but it's quite quite challenging to pronounce it. So everybody else calls me Dory. That's fine. So now I go for Dory. Um, I grew up in between two cultures, the French and the Polish culture. So my Father is wow. Polish. Okay. Um, that's the Zalewski <laughs> part of it. That's the Zalewski part of it, yeah. <laughs> and my mother is French. So I grew okay. up <laughs> I grew up in between these two languages uh, in the countryside of France, surrounded by the Beaujolais vineyards. 
So it's um, it's a village in the Rhône-Alpes area, very close to the main city of Lyon. I, I don't know if you have heard about the Beaujolais wines. Um, what about the wines? The... I don't I don't know too much about the location. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's a very it's a very beautiful uh, countryside in France that we have. So you should definitely visit it. Um, I graduated uh, in France and I have a master degree in sports management and I used to work in a in wellness center and I always wanted to open my own spa and my own wellness center. This has always been a, a passion to me and I have always been interested in well-being, sports, Reiki, yoga and all kinds of natural medicine treatments. So I used to I used to be um a triple jumper and high jumper competing in national level in France. Um, this has been um, an important part of my life that I really miss today very much. So I miss this adrenaline, this life challenge of giving everything you have to win the competition. And when I was young, I used to, to be coached by my dad. So we used to travel together and we had a lot of fun. But when I started achieving national performances, I got transferred to a different club. And I started training with the French national champion uh, of France, Teresa Enzola, and her mm. coach. Um, mm -hmm. So she, she still owns today um, the French national record after 15 years. So it's quite, quite impressive. And we were both training with um, Olympic team, mm -hmm. and one one member of uh, of the team was a um, was a French Olympic winter uh, was part of the French winter national team in Bob's Lake. Oh, wow. Okay. So I don't know if you know what Bob's, Bob's Lake. Lake. Yeah, Bob's yeah, Lake. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's crazy that sport. It's it's pretty yeah it's pretty crazy. Um, and my entire team, so they were French, but they had a lot of um, African background. So Teresa, okay. for example, was from Angola. So I, I was around the Portuguese speaking um, when I used to train as well, because they would all okay. speak in Portuguese in between okay. each other. So. Okay. <laughs> and you actually competed in Olympics as well, right, uh, Dorian? Uh, in national championship, okay. Olympics. Okay. Um, I, I unfortunately did not because I okay. I had an unfortunate injury um, okay. <laughs> during okay. a basketball match. Okay. So I completely uh, stopped my uh, oh, my okay. my sport career after okay. uh, after this. Ah, oh, shame. Okay, sorry to hear that. Um, <laughs> Dorian, how did how did your I mean how did your relationship with Portugal begin? What brought you here? Um, w w I mean, maybe you can talk a little bit first about some of your first visits to the, the country, the first time that you experienced uh, Portugal. Uh, so it's a it's a long story. Um, That's okay. We got time because <laughs> it started. Uh, so after my foot injury, I, I moved to California, and this is where I met my uh, my former uh, director today. And okay. so I, I basically graduated um, at UCSD. I, I took um, um, I, I studied at UCSD, uh, the University of San Diego, and then I got to meet uh, my former CEO. So who owns vineyards in Napa Valley, uh, California, 
So I helped his family with the marketing at the time. And since I was a wine passionate, um, I passed the WSET free wine degree, exploring and exploring the wines um, of different countries while traveling was a passion of mine. Uh, it has always been so interesting to me when you travel to know all the types of uh, lo local wine a country has. So you get to know all of their local story. And mm -hmm. People are always passionate about sharing with you their culture, their story, their fav favorite wine and their background. Um, so my first visit to Portugal was actually related to my work in the wine industry. Um, I helped my CEO to build a wine import export uh, business across US, Asia and Europe. And I identified wine all over the world and Portugal caught our attention, uh, despite the fact that Portugal is a small country, right? Yeah. <laughs> so Portugal has a range of different climates. And this is making something truly special. Um, there is the Atlantic Ocean, a maritime climate, and there are many inland vineyards where the climate is hot, uh, dry and continental. Um, the different climate creates um, a diversity of wine style found in Portugal. So um, it's very interesting. Um, Portugal has a wealth of indigenous variety that provides a, a point of difference from many other wine producing country. Mm. Um, I don't know if you follow or you heard about Jensi Robinson. Um, I've heard the name before. Yeah, I have heard that name, but I haven't followed that name closely, but I have heard the name before. Yeah. And she, she wrote a lot of uh, article about Portugal wine sector. Okay. Um, um, she mentioned that Portugal can really uh, offer distinctive flavor and style uh, that cannot be found anywhere else. So there are many grape variety that cannot be found in other country, like, sorry for my pronunciation, but Tinta Barroca, Tinta Loris, Turiga National, Tinta, yeah. Tinta Cao, Rujete, and Basta. There's a lot, there's a lot, yeah. There are a lot, right? So it's very unique to Portugal. Mm -hmm. um, that's why it caught our attention, has okay. the quality for the price was incredible. Um, Portugal production is really low uh, compared to France or Spain. So it cannot aspire to the same shelf space at foreign supermarket chains, which deal in high volume volumes. Um, so that's why we thought that Portugal had to provide a unique wine style and why we, we got interested mm -hmm. about this area more than, than another. Okay. And that's what brought you to, to Portugal the first time is to explore that, that sector. Exactly. So yeah. I, I would, uh, I was traveling back and forth, um, in, I was living in UK, Spain, uh, a little bit like everywhere around the world. Um, that was initially what brought our attention. Um, but when COVID hit, we, the pandemic, sorry, um, we, we changed our business model and we, we changed our uh, business focus. So instead of focusing on wine, we started this beverage company in um, ready to drink. So we started the ready to drink business. 
um, um, under FMR Brands. Um, this is a Portuguese company that we set up uh, two, three years ago. Okay. And we are producing our own beverages now in Porto. Okay. Okay. Well. Wow. Porto area. Okay. So how long have you been here then for? How long have you actually been now permanently living here, uh, Dorian? Uh, I have been living here now for three years. Okay. Um, I, I am really glad that now I have to, I can call Portugal my home, my home, because <laughs> I used to be a citizen of the world. So meaning I didn't really have had a base to live. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and my boyfriend is also a professional tennis player. Okay. So we were both constantly on the road, traveling from one country to uh, to another. Him even more than me. Um, our lifestyle was quite hectic, and, yeah. and still is because he he is actually a uh, he his lifestyle is actually more hectic than mine because he still travel every week to one sure. country to another to to play to play. But Portugal also has many uh, tournaments. They organize a lot of uh, tennis tournaments in Algarve, Porto, and Lisbon. Okay. So it was really um, a great spot for both of us. Yeah. So, I mean, Dory, tell us a little bit about um, what, you know, now you know you mentioned that you're glad to call Portugal home. One of the reasons is because you, now at least you don't have to be wandering around the world anymore. Um, but um, what are you enjoying about living here? What is it that you appreciate about about calling Portugal your home? I think I love the simple life that Portugal has to bring to us. Um, for me, being happy with the most simple thing is my greatest happiness. So you can find every treasures in uh, Portugal: sunsets, beach walks. Beautiful beaches, warm weather, long sunlight days, amazing food, and especially wines. Um, I can really exercise all of my passions in Portugal. Go for a run early in the morning and throughout the entire year. Um, and have an amazing uh, dinner by the beach after work and go on hikes during the weekend. So I can really find a lot of positive energy in Portugal, in the landscape, in, and in people. Um, I'm a short story on the, same, uh, on the side. I am also a Reiki master teacher. Yeah. So I am all about energy. Um, I believe that if you, are, if you are positive, good things will happen to you in a way or another. And if you are negative, of course, you attract negativity. Um, I think that it has been pretty easy here in Portugal to reset my mind and find new energy in this simple quality lifestyle. Um, it really helps me to be more efficient in my in my daily life. I, I really love Portugal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what I mean, you when you refer to the the simple life um, and just sort of appreciating those those small things, those simple things that in the end aren't very small things. Um, what are you referring to? Can you unpack that a little bit more for us, story? Like what are those, those simple things that you enjoy um, about, about day to day? I know you mentioned some wine. We are going to speak more about wine because uh, it's an important, it's an important part of, of Portugal and an important part of what is good here. Um, but what is a, what, what does a perfect day look for you uh, enjoying those simple things? 
no like i said like food um uh, i just i just mentioned to you that i actually have a, a food intolerance to eggs that i recently uh, discovered oh, yes, yes <laughs> this tough. has been pretty no more no more portuguese desserts <laughs> No more Portuguese desserts, but I, I think that what Portugal has to bring is really this simple lifestyle, like I said, going on hikes, eating well, um, and you you have a lot of speciality here, like pastel de nata, bacalao, bra. Maybe in a few months we can create a podcast called How to Survive Portugal Without Eggs. <laughs> Might be a good um, idea because it's a challenge. <laughs> it's a challenge. It's a challenge in Portugal, but I think there are. I, I am new to it, but there are many foods without eggs. I just yeah. need to find the right places. But uh, yeah, no. But I, I could experience all the Portuguese foods uh, before that because I, I didn't know about that. Um, it, it's very close to the French cuisine. Um, okay. I I think it, there's something. Uh, it's very healthy, I would say, Portuguese food. It's very light and it's not heavy as maybe other culture have. Um, that's why I, I felt really comfortable with the food. And it reminds me home a lot here in Portugal, in France. Yeah, there's a, there's a, I've, I've been to France. Obviously, every, almost everybody's been to Paris. I've, you know, Paris is one thing, but I've been to the, the 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 deep countryside of France, in the south, and uh, I found it quite similar to Portugal in in the way that they eat and the way that um, you know that simplicity in the lifestyle. So yeah, I can understand how that would feel like home a little bit for you. Um, uh, you know, with your with your work as a with Reiki and and also being wanting to do outdoor activities. I mean, how important is is it for you that in this country, we're so connected to nature and we can have nature, you know, even if you're living in a city, you can be in nature in 30 minutes. Um, and we've got this beautiful coastline and all of these like green spaces. I mean, how important that is that for you, for your, you know, just your, your mental well-being, being happy here? Um, how important is that for you and how much do you enjoy that part of Portugal? Uh, I think there are, like I live right now close to Kashkai, and it's surrounded by nature. So you have Sintra around, you have the, the beautiful beachy sites uh, in Kashkai area all around, all along the coast from Lisbon to uh, to Kashkai. Um, it's even taking the train from Lisbon from Kaisersolari to Kashkai. It's very enjoyable because you ride all along the the beach sites. And you have access to the nature uh, really easily. It's um, you have a lot of hikes, a lot of activity outdoor that are affordable for many people. It's uh, it's easy to access uh, this activity for for everybody. It's uh, it's free <laughs> um, to to enjoy. And there is also a special area in Sisimbra Parque Natural de Arabida um, that I really also enjoy going to. The scenic, there is a scenic drive um, with the beautiful beaches and just hiking and exploring around the city and the restaurants. Uh, it, it's amazing. It's amazing to have this, uh, this access as easily by walk or, or by public transportation. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, Doreen, with your, with your work, um, with your sports, you've, you've traveled a lot. You've gone to many places. You've experienced different cultures. Um, what do you think, what do you think makes Portugal unique when you compare it to other places that you've lived, that you visited, that you, that you've, um, other cultures that you've been exposed to? What do you think makes Portugal different or unique? Uh, I lived in a lot of big cities. Um, what, for my experience, uh, what makes Portugal unique, it's its strong cultural tradition. Uh, Portuguese people are deeply connected to their culture, tradition, and families. I, I think I never saw Portuguese people as close to their family as I could experiment in other countries. Um, and there is kind of this sense of pride in their heritage. Um, it, it's something that it's incredible rare in many other countries. And the strong fam family um, tradition in Portuguese resonates with me personally because I am also a family person. Um, so I, I feel really connected to Portuguese people in that way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, they're, they're very much family oriented, uh, very proud of their traditions and their cultures, but it's still a country where you're made to feel very, very welcome, which sometimes you, you go to other countries in the world and they have got that um, strong heritage. They've got that strong identification in their culture, strong family background, and that makes them exactly. sometimes a bit closed off to everybody that's coming in. The Portuguese are, are a bit different. They're still have their family, their tradition, their culture, but they're quite open. Have you, I mean, have you experienced that living here now three years, people, the, the, the nature, the welcoming nature of the Portuguese people? I, I did. Um, I actually, um, I, when I arrived, I actually met straight, I, I went to several events mm -hmm. and I met this incredible person that I'm going to mention here. It's, uh, her name is Rita. And she uh, straight away included me into her network um, in Lisbon. So she she has actually started this um, woman uh, to to help business women in uh, in Lisbon, Portugal. Mm. So um, she really integrated us into her network. She helped us. She connected us uh, with some people that could help us in our daily uh, work. Um, um, for those who are listening to this podcast, if if you are new in town, uh, don't hesitate to reach out uh, to to me or or to Rita. I would connect you together. And she uh, she really raised this uh, this culture of of um, yeah, it's very welcoming. And I really felt integrated when I moved to Lisbon. I I got to meet a lot of different people through her. Um, that has been an amazing experience to me uh, in particular. Well, I mean, what do you want to say? You mentioned it earlier, and one of the things that you've enjoyed about living here and talking about Rita now, um, what do you want to say about the Portuguese people? Again, you've been exposed to so many different types of cultures and things, but what do you want to say about the, the Portuguese people in general? Um, Portuguese people are really calm in general. Calm? Um, calm, yeah. Except when they're talking about food, then they're very serious. <laughs> exactly. Um, and there is one Portuguese athlete here that I, I would like to mention. It's uh, Patricia Mamona. 
Um, she's the vice champion Olympic in triple jump, and she's Portuguese. She's amazing. She's amazing. She's amazing. And I Are had you friends with her? Uh, she's. I'm working with her uh, really? because okay. of our triple athletic connection. Yes. Yes. Um, and I think she's a unbelievable human being. She's really beautiful inside and out, calm. Um, and I think that she represents all the value of Portugal. Um, she's an amazing Portuguese Portuguese personality and ambassador and role model. So how I would describe Portuguese people, I think I would take the profile of Patricia Mamona and this is how I see Portuguese people. Mm, wonderful. Um, you mentioned something, um, Dory, that uh, you you um, you believe that when you're positive, positive things will happen. When you when you have a positive attitude towards things, those things will come back to you. Um, we have a lot of people coming to Portugal now from all over the world. Um, I do. I'm a I'm a realtor by by day, and uh, I have clients from everywhere. Um, for people that are looking to come and live here and, 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 and I think whenever you move to a different country and you've got a lot of experience in this as well, the attitude that you go with is the most important thing, um, to make that move work because it is always, there are challenges when you move to a different country, mm -hmm. to a different culture. What would your advice be for people that are moving, thinking about moving to Portugal or moving to Portugal? How could they make this uh, a, a more enjoyable experience? We already know that it's an amazing country and great food and wonderful people. But as a person coming in, what would you recommend and, and what advice would you give to people? Uh, we, we cannot sell Portugal too well, if not everybody will move here. <laughs> so yeah. we need to keep it a secret place. <laughs> but um no, I, I think that what people need to know is that in Lisbon, it's a relative peaceful city compared to other Europe, European capital. And I really feel safe here, even more than I feel safe in France um, or anywhere else in Europe. I really feel this peaceful um, yeah, environment at night when I walk in the streets late at night. I'm not worried. Uh, I'm I can walk basically at any time of the day or night. And okay, maybe there are still like some area where we shouldn't be, right? But sure. the main street at night, it's completely safe. So yeah, that, I think this is very important, um, especially for a family with children, when you have a teenager and you are worried about you know, where they are at night. So knowing that Portugal has this safe security, I think it's a very important factor uh, to know. Yeah, very much so. Um, Dorian, let's talk about a bit more about wine. Uh, I know it's it's difficult for a French person to talk about wine. No, no not at all. <laughs> um, I mean, did you, did you know about um, sort of Portuguese wines before... Uh, you worked for the for for the guys in Napa. Um, did you did you know that there was this wine culture here, or did that come as a bit of a surprise? It, I mean, it came a bit like like I said, Portuguese. It's a it's a small country, so except for Mateus Rose or or the um, uh, sorry, how um... Casal Garcia. The port wine, sorry, it's uh, uh, port wine, yeah, port wine. Yeah. yeah, 
So it got really um, international. It, they had a successful campaign internationally. Mm. Um, but the other wines are, were less known because of the small production uh, yeah. compared to France and Spain. So France and Spain, Spanish wine are maybe more well-known abroad because of the high volume that we are producing and that Spain is producing. And I think this is a big difference why maybe Portuguese wine are less uh, famous in, in the world. I mean, they are uh, slowly starting to be, of course, there are a few brands uh, that made it internationally. But I think this is one of the factors why uh, Portuguese wine is less known than, than other wines uh, in, in Europe. Yeah. And so, I mean, as you started sort of digging and exploring, you say you, you mentioned earlier in the conversation that you like to travel and explore the wine culture in, in the countries you go to. Um, have you had the chance now, I'm guessing in three years, you've had the chance to to really sort of explore some of the wine regions. Um, what, is, what has surprised you and what do you enjoy about, about um, Portuguese wine? What surprised me is the price. Um, it was really cheap for cheap for the good quality that you would get. It's unbelievable. We couldn't believe that when we when we arrived here, um, and the quality is really good. We can easily um, sometimes get a wine for three five euros, and you can find the quality back. If I would buy wine for three euro in France, I cannot find the same quality as I can find in okay. Portugal. Yeah, and any particular regions that you that you like more than others? Uh, for the red, I really like the Douro uh, area. I think okay. and it's beautiful. I have been there, and um, even the landscape, everything is. Uh, you have this slope mountain. Um, it's it's beautiful to yeah maybe to spend a week there and go around the different vineyards, the yeah the different style of wines, the different producers. And for the white, I really like Alentejo. It's also a beautiful area to visit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's an interesting one. I mean, um, the the grape varieties are amazing here. Um, um, we've we've had a few um, winemakers and and wine producers on the podcast, and I think it's something like the the second or the third most grape varieties in the world. Um, yeah for a tiny little country like this and then yeah you mentioned earlier that the native grape varieties um it's pretty pretty phenomenal um how how many exist in such a small in such a small country yeah you have you have very a lot of in, indigenous variety right uh that are really specific to portugal so that's what make makes the portuguese wine really different as well because you have these special grapes that we can only find in Portugal. Yeah, I, I was in South Africa um, in August uh, in the summer and I bumped into a, um, there was a, a restaurant that we were, that we walked past and they were saying that they've, they've got Portuguese wine. So I was curious to know, and it was these guys that are taking Turiga Nacional and trying to grow it in South Africa. Um and I tried a bit and I must say it wasn't quite the same. And I, I can't say why. Uh, I don't know if there's, you know, there's a reason why, I mean, maybe it's a, it's a, it's an obvious one, but the native grapes seem to taste better when, where it's from, as opposed to when it's been kind of rooted up. 
but then I know there's been a lot of varieties that have been brought across to Portugal as well. And those wines can be pretty impressive. So I don't know what, what your opinion is on the, on the combination of location, soil, the, the, the grape varieties and, and why that works or why it doesn't work. Uh, it really depends uh, of the climate. Mm. You, I mean, we have to, I mean, I, the wine producer really need to find the same uh, criteria uh, where this specific grape variety was grown in Portugal. If it's close to the to the maritime climate, if it was more inland, if it needs more sun, more uh, rain, more you know more water, the, there are different way of uh, growing them. So I think this is a big factor. And sometimes you don't have the same specific climate in other country. There are some variation, so it can either alter it in a different way, maybe a bit different. Um, it can still be enjoyable, but uh, yeah, that's what happened uh, in the world. When when you know the, the map of France, uh, I would say that Fr the French map is like the, um, the one to know by heart. So then you can understand the rest of the world. Because in France, you have so many different climates mm -hmm. uh, in north, east, west, and south. Um, you can find the same style of wine, for example, I don't know, in Australia, uh, New Zealand, and you can compare all of these countries because of uh, the same type of climates that mm. are here under the temperature. Um, so it's very interesting when you compare sometimes some wines, they look very similar, but there is a little difference in the taste that makes it a bit particular because in this specific area, there, the soil is a bit more... Um, maybe they used to grow some fruits, uh, so it adds these uh, flavors in the wine. Are there any um, areas that you still want to explore in terms of uh, wine here um, in the country that you that you haven't been and that you're curious about? Uh, yeah, so I, I have been to Duro, uh, Alentejo, um, but I would still like to experiment um, the the other denomination, the origin, the the Dao and Bayrada. Yeah. I haven't been there yet, so I really okay. would like to go there. Yeah, Dao is uh, Dao is pretty special uh, and also beautiful. And uh, we we were there earlier this year and uh, did a, did a, some wine tastings in in the Dao region. And uh, yeah, it's 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 phenomenal. Um, I mean, does, does that something as well that makes you feel at home here, uh, Dorian? In that that culture of um, you know, we drink in Portugal, but it's also very much connected to food, uh, very much connected to spending time around a table, taking it slow. Nobody's in a rush, no phones. Uh, it's a, it's a really beautiful part of the culture here, but that must've been something similar to what you had, uh, where you grew up in, in France. Um, that does that also make you feel home here? That culture of of drinking wine while eating, while just being around people and and taking your time. Absolutely, yeah, <laughs> uh, absolutely. It's um, I think it's important to take your time. Uh, um, I think it changed the way we approach stress. Um, yeah, definitely Portuguese people and French people are not as stressed as, for example, I could experience in, a, in US or in UK, in the big city capital. 
where you are rushing a bit more. And I think it's important to to know how to take your time and, and at the same time have a, have a balance, right, in between both work and lifestyle. Yeah. And there is also a, an important um, thing that why I think that Portugal is my destiny. Um, I, I am born on the 25th of April and the bridge in Lisbon is called the, the bridge of the 25th of April, right? So I, I also thought it was my, my destiny to, to be here. Yeah, Independence, <laughs> Independence Day. Exactly. So Okay, and you're a Taurus yeah. as well then, right? Yeah, I am. Yeah, I me am. too. I'm 28th of April. What? Ah, 28th of April. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, let's, uh, let's, let's settle a, a very big question, uh, Dorian. Um, is Portuguese wine better than French wine? <laughs> this is tough. <laughs> it, um, I think it's... It depends. It depends. I really like strong wines, um, but I, I I enjoy every type of wine. I'm not gonna <laughs> throw myself under a bridge if someone uh, get no upset. One's get angry no one's gonna get angry with you. This is just a, it's an innocent question. It's an innocent question. Um, no, I. It really depends what type of meal you you get on what. It, it's yeah. I, I like both. It depends on the occasion. Okay. Diplomatic answer. Very good. Very, very diplomatic <laughs> answer. You're not going to get into trouble with anyone. With that no. <laughs> um, Dorian, um, what, uh, what, is, what is one thing that you would like people to, to remember and to take away from our conversation? Uh, I think I would like people to know that Portugal is a, is a secret place. Uh, a place where you can truly experience the simple life and find happiness in the small things. I like that. Very good. Um, how can people follow you online and stay in touch and see what you're doing and uh, and connect? I am on LinkedIn, so it's possible to to follow me on LinkedIn. Yeah. Okay. So we'll put some some link a link in the show notes and, and people can uh, can reach out if they'd like to talk to you. Um, Thank Dorian. You a question that we ask all of our guests, Portugal, the simple life, why? Because to me, the best things are wild and free. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much. Thank you, Dylan. So thank you once again to our guest and thank you to all of you for listening. Please subscribe, share with your friends, give us a thumbs up, and please leave a comment or a review. We always love to hear from you. Don't forget, Portugal The Simple Life also has a magazine, so download it. It's for free. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. And as we say in Portugal, Cesar's bem-vindo. Welcome to The Simple Life. <laughs>